Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He's been raised from the dead. Go and tell his disciples that he'll meet them in Galilee. You know what the angel is ultimately saying? Hey, women, your graveside visit really wasn't necessary today. Because there's really nothing to see. He's not here. He's been raised. Well, Pastor Dave, what has that got to do with me? Good morning, and welcome to Peace to You from Peace Church in Arvada, Colorado. Many of us have made visits to cemeteries to pay respects to our dearly departed loved ones. But what is the ultimate graveside visit, and when will it occur? Pastor Dave Allman will answer these questions in his Easter message entitled, Graveside Visits. Now, here's Pastor Dave. Graveside visits. Just about all of you have done that. You've gone to the graveside of someone you've lost. You looked at the tombstone. You looked at the date of birth, the date of death. And you started to reminisce and think, reflect and ponder their life thought about the events of their life and how they impacted you. And you may have felt an emptiness of soul, the sadness of your heart, as you walked away from that graveside visit feeling empty, a bit hopeless, and maybe numb. Graveside visits. Easter is about graveside visits. Did you know that? When the women went to the tomb, it was Mary and Mary Magdalene, when they went to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning, the text explicitly says that they went, listen to this, they went to look at the tomb. Much like you've done much like you walking into a cemetery and seeing the gravestone and starting to remember. These women went the express purpose of thinking upon and reflecting upon and and characterizing the life of their dear departed loved one, Jesus. It was a graveside visit that was changed instantaneously. Because you see, they arrived at the tomb, and then suddenly something incredible happened. A graveside visit happened that has never happened ever before until now. Suddenly, there was an earthquake. 
And by the way, when Jesus died on Good Friday, there also was, you say, an earthquake. At that moment, the temple curtain in the temple just a few miles away in Jerusalem was torn in two. Dead folks rose from the dead and stayed in their tombs until Easter Sunday morning. A guard stood at the base of the cross and he looked up and he said, surely this was the Son of God. That was the first earthquake. Now, three days later, another earthquake occurs. But this time, some angel from heaven makes a grave side. You say it, is it? He descends. He appears like lightning. His clothes are as white as snow. He rolls away the stone. He sits on top of the stone. And Caiaphas and Pilate and all the other folks, all the religious leaders of the day, put guards there to make sure that nobody stole the body. And so you have two entities there, the women and the guards. And both of those entities saw the angel. Guess who fainted? Was it the woman? Or was it the guards? It was the guards, right? Frightened, overwhelmed with fear. The women were afraid too, and so the angel says this, do not be afraid. That's what God says to every one of you here today who are afraid of death. And through COVID-19, many of you are afraid of death. And what the angel said to the women that day, he says to you today, Do not be afraid. You see Christ who is crucified. He is not here. He is risen, listen to this, just as he said. Had Christ predicted that he was going to be crucified and raised up? Oh, yeah. I got to ask a question. How come nobody remembered the fact that he was going to rise from the dead? The only ones that remembered were the religious leaders. That's why they put the guards there. But the women forgot, the disciples forgot. If they would have remembered that Jesus was going to rise from the dead, all of them would have been there, and they would have had a countdown, and I've said that many times before, just anticipating and waiting for Christ to pop out of the grave. Five, four, three, two, one. But none of them remembered what Jesus said. So the angel said, just as he said. And then he said, come and see. Take a look. He's not here. He is risen. It's kind of like that comment where, you know, you've seen movies where they say, move along, move along. Nothing to see here, nothing to see. That's kind of what the angel is doing. Hey, Christ isn't here. He's been raised from the dead. Go and tell his disciples that he'll meet them in Galilee. You know what the angel is ultimately saying? Hey, women, your graveside visit really wasn't necessary today. Because there's really nothing to see. He's not here. He's been raised. Well, Pastor Dave, what has that got to do with me? Does it have anything to do with me? I want you to look at this passage. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I'm going to walk you through this real quickly because the impact of the resurrection applies to you into your resurrection from the dead someday. Go ahead and look at this. For as in Adam, 
all die. What's that mean? That Adam and Eve rebelled against God, ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Their eyes were opened. They knew good from evil. And God told them, if you eat of that fruit, you will die. We inherited that, inherited that hereditary guilt and corruption. It's passed on in our genes. We come out of the womb rebelling against God. We come out of the womb and our very nature is sinful and rebellious against him. We've broken his commandments. We've offended his ways. And the reason someday we're going to be laid to rest is because we're sinners. And the wages of sin is what? And we inherited that from Adam. It says, so in Adam I'll die, so also in Christ shall all what? Go ahead and look at it, folks. It's up on the screen. Let me read it again. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall what? All be made alive. What's that mean? Because Christ has been raised, we're going to be raised someday too. And then it says, but each his own. Christ the first fruits. Now let's stop right there. When you have a tree that has the first fruit, whether it's an apple or an orange or whatever it is, the first fruit indicates that there's more to come. So because Christ has been raised from the dead, we too shall be raised. He's the first fruits, and we too shall follow. So Christ the first fruits, and at his coming, those who belong to Christ. So here's the marvelous thing. A graveside visit is coming again, not by an angel, not by the women, but by Christ himself. And he will summons you from the grave, and you'll meet him in the air. The third article of the Apostles' Creed says it so clearly. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. But not just us raised from the dead. Your grandparents, your parents, a spouse, a son, a daughter, a grandson, a granddaughter, a brother, a sister, a friend. We're all going to be raised. But unlike Friday the 13th, we're not going to have emaciated, ghoulish bodies when we're raised from the dead. No way. Our bodies will be fully capable of living in the presence of God forever. St. Paul said it best in 1 Corinthians 15 when he said this, Our body, it is sown perishable, it is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. The most lively place when Christ comes back is going to be every cemetery all around the globe. Woo! Christ will return. Our bodies will be summoned from the graves. We'll meet him in the air. And for those of us who believe in Jesus, he'll take us home by body and soul to live with him forever. Why? Because the tomb is empty. And the ultimate graveside visit is coming our way someday. I remember when I, I was at a committal years ago, and I say this often at committals, a committal is a graveside service. Okay, so I was making a graveside visit, and so was everybody there. And at the end of the service, I said this, Ladies and gentlemen, you are currently standing on resurrection ground. And right then, this lady started looking around like something's going to happen right now, you know. Whoa, 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 resurrection ground. I pray you believe this. I pray you understand it. I pray you embrace it. 
and claim it today. So how do we prepare for this graveside visit, the ultimate graveside visit of our Lord Jesus Christ? How do we prepare? Two ways. And I say it in every Christmas and Easter message, and I'm not going to miss it now. Number one, repent of your sin Acknowledge your wrongs. Recognize the fact that your sin separated you from God. Confess those sins before the Lord. Say, God, I've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I do and leave undone. I've broken your commandments. I've not measured up to your standard. I am a sinner through and through. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That's what you say today. And then secondly, you say, I believe. I believe in who? Jesus Christ who lived the life that we could not live in obedience to the commands of God that we broke. And as a holy, sinless sacrifice was lifted up on the cross and the wrath of God was laid on him, but not only that, the sin of every one of us. And Jesus made full payment for all your sins. So much so that at the end of six agonizing hours on the cross, he cried out in a loud, victorious voice, It is finished! That meant our sin was paid for. Death was experienced. Hell was vanquished. And Satan was conquered. And then to guarantee that he is who he claimed to be, I'm going to rise again, I'm going to rise again, I'm going to rise again. And then on Easter Sunday morning, when the women went to make a graveside visit, Jesus rose. He's coming back. And you're probably thinking, okay, I believe, I'm in, I repent of my sin, I believe in Christ, I'm good to go. But you're probably thinking, don't miss this. I don't say this every Easter, but I'm going to say it today. Well, Pastor Dave, what about unbelievers? Are they going to be raised too? Yep. If they've been disbelievers all their lives and then they see Jesus and they say, I believe, is it too late then? Yep. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The time to embrace salvation is now. When unbelievers are raised, they're going to be permanently separated from God, cast in hell. That is the truth of the word of God. It's not like there's different roads to heaven. The Islamic way, the Buddhist way, the Hindu way, the atheist way. Hey, you can just believe in anything you want. You can believe in any God you care about. You're here to hear the truth. And the truth is, you have one lifetime to embrace the Christian message. And that time is now. Because when Christ comes back and a person does not believe, it's too late. So what is, what's it going to be like when we get to see Jesus? What are we going to have? What will be our reality if we trust in Christ? I love what the scriptures say, with all the no mores, no more pain, no more suffering, no more mourning, no more death. Think about this, no more corruption, no more evil, no more political strife, no more mass shootings, no more wars and rumors of wars. 
No more funerals. No more tombstones. No more graveside visits. <laughs> You're right, Mike. It is going to be great. No mind has conceived, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even begin to imagine. As you think about that song, I can only imagine greatness, authority, power, glory. So what do we do with it? The women went to the tomb making a graveside visit. They heard the miraculous news that Jesus was alive The angel told him, go and tell his disciples. He'll meet them in Galilee. And Luke tells us that they ran all the way to Jerusalem, went to the upper room, told the disciples that Jesus was alive. And listen, the disciples thought it was nonsense. The Bible says, idle talk. There are people that you work with, people in your family, people that you go to school with, who when you tell them about Jesus, think it's nothing but idle talk that it's nonsense, but don't stop. Keep proclaiming the word. Keep sharing the gospel and tell them that the ultimate graveside visit is coming, attended by our Lord Jesus Christ, and that if they trust in him, if they repent and trust in him, then their graveside visit given by Jesus Christ will be glory. Glory. You want that? Looking forward to that? The Bible says that this life down here is a veil of tears. I just thank God I got baseball back. I'm glad about that. Even then, they wear those dopey masks like we have to today. Don't have to. Whatever you want to do. Can you imagine? You think Jesus is going to come back with a mask on? Right? This too shall pass, guys. The Bible says we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of heaven, and we're going through it now. COVID-19 has been difficult, but we're going to get through it. Don't lose hope. Keep your eyes fixed on Christ, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. Fix your eyes on him. He's the greatest treasure of your life. More important than the loved one sitting next to you, more important than the car you drive, the home you live in, the job you possess, nothing beats Jesus, especially the devil. And Jesus crushed Satan's head at the cross and the empty tomb. And someday he's going to take Satan and cast him in the lake of fire and we won't have to deal with all the crud we deal with now. It'll all be over. That's your hope. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen? By the way, if you want to say amen while I'm preaching, I love it. I love it. Don't, you know, we're so Lutheran sometimes, you know. Sit on our hands. Because I know what I'm saying is moving some of you. I see the tears. I've got them too. I want a graveside visit that's going to be so amazing. Words really can't describe how incredible it's going to be.
story is told. A story is told of a lady who worked for a for a ladies' aid. And at that ladies' aid, at these meetings, she would serve a wonderful meal. And they would always serve a dessert at whatever meeting it was. And so listen to this. She she told her pastor, Pastor, when 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 I'm in the casket, when I'm passed away and I'm in the casket, I want you to put a fork in my hand. Have you heard, how many of you have heard this story? Raise your hand. A few of you have. The pastor thought, okay, well, that's kind of weird. Why do you want me to do that? And she said, because, you know, I work for the ladies' aid and we serve these wonderful meals. And when the meal is over and it's time for the dessert, I tell people to keep the fork indicating that some delectable delight, some wonderful dessert, some scrumptious cake is going to be served. So when people are passing by my casket, I want them to see the fork that makes them realize the best is yet to come. Amen? So why sweat it? Why worry? Why be filled with doubt? The graveside visit of the angel and the proclamation of the word to them was, do not be afraid. I tell you the same thing today. Christ is coming back. We're going to be raised. And that will be the ultimate graveside visit. Amen. Hello, Pastor Dave. Hey, how's it going, Ruben? That's going all right. I'm Good. doing well. A uh, very passionate sermon. Uh, you could you could really feel the spirit in the room that day. <laughs> uh, you know, I I wish I could say I sensed that every week, <laughs> but I think two things contribute to that. Uh, number one is uh, the spirit just really moved me. Um, to be very passionate about it, and and quite honestly, I am passionate about the resurrection of the dead because without it, there's really not much hope. Not much hope at and, all. And and you only get one shot at Easter, you know, until it's next true. year, <laughs> you know. So you want to bring bring it bring it all, and bring that's what I try to do. That's right, that's right. So well, uh, listening to your sermon, you touched on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but one of the things that was just mind-boggling to me was how the women who went to visit his grave, they did not even recognize him. Right? That is so unusual to me. They've spent years following him, years listening to him, and yet somehow, uh, at this very moment, even when he has said he'll come back, they don't recognize him. Right. I I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I think he looked different Hmm. after he rose from the dead. That might be. Yeah. (laughs) I think he definitely did. Um... Maybe an aura, a, a presence, the glory of God, whatever you want to say. Mm. Um, he had just conquered death, so I think he looked different. I think that's that's one thing. I, I think the second thing is that um, you know that sometimes the same thing happened with the two guys on the road to Emmaus, right? <laughs> they were talking with him for a good couple hours before he finally left when they were breaking bread. They didn't recognize him either, so I think. 
I think that there's times in the scripture when God's presence is just hidden. That's when he true. chooses not to reveal himself to those people, he can do anything he wants. Right. So if he didn't want them to recognize him right away, he can do that. So um, I think those are the two reasons. Number one, he probably looked different. Number two, he probably kept them from recognizing him for reasons that he understood at the time. So uh, another question that I had, and I think that a lot of people have actually, is that as we know, there are many people who acknowledge the existence of Jesus, but mm. don't believe that he was the Son of God and don't believe that he came back from the dead. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. I was wondering uh, what we have as Christians to hold on to as, uh, you know, evidence that that indeed did happen. Yeah, that's a great whatever, question. Whatever evidence exists, really. That's a great question. And and you know what, Ruben? I encourage our listeners to listen next week because I'm talking about that very oh, thing. excellent. Yeah. Uh, um, this this Sunday sermon is, is about that. So, um, but I think real quickly, to answer your question, these guys, this is probably the best answer I can give you for right now. Right. They were eyewitnesses to the resurrection. Uh, Jesus hung out for 40 days after the resurrection. Mm, yes. Over 500 people, 1 Corinthians 15 tells us, saw him at one time. Some of those people had died when the 1 Corinthians was written, but many of them were still alive. So people could say, hey, do you see Jesus? Yes, I did. Okay. So not that many people could lie about it. And, and probably the biggest one for me is these guys were willing to die for the sake mm. of the gospel, for the sake of seeing Jesus. They wouldn't die Put their lives on the line for a lie. Yeah, you get what I'm people saying? People will die for a lie. Exactly. At least exactly. not a lie that they know. That is they a know lie. of. Now we hear people who die for their religion because they oh, think yeah. their religion is true, but these guys were willing to die for Christ Jesus for the sake of the gospel because they saw him face to face. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but we're going to be touching on other reasons this coming Sunday. Uh, so, listeners, uh, go ahead and listen next Sunday again. And I'll talk about why do we believe. The name of the sermon is Why Do We Believe? Yeah. You know, because and I'm going to be touching on some of these things you just brought up. Well, Fantastic. how do we know? How can we be sure? And can you be sure that Jesus really rose from the dead? Because the whole basis of Christianity rises and falls on it's that the fact. Linchpin, yeah. It is. It is. And and if if Christ has not been raised from the dead, First Corinthians 15 tells us, we're people most to be pitied because we would have believed a lie. But St. Paul says, but in fact, he says, he has been raised from the dead. <laughs> so why did he say, but in fact? We'll talk about that next week, too. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for answering some of my questions. My Again, pleasure. wonderful sermon. Thanks, man. And uh, we just encourage our listeners to continue listening in, continue tuning in. It really has touched a lot of people, and your listening really does help us in continuing that. Amen. Thanks, Uh, brother. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us for Peace to You from Peace Lutheran Church in Arvada, Colorado. If you have no church home, we would be delighted to have you join us on any Sunday. Our address is 5675 Field Street in Arvada, Colorado. Our services are at 8 and 10 a.m. Bible classes for all ages are at 9 a.m. You can easily access our sermons online at www.peacelutheran.net. If you would like us to send a copy of today's broadcast at no charge to you, call us at 303-424-4454. 
now, from the entire broadcast team at Peace Lutheran in Arvada, I am Reuben Hollenbeck, and may the peace of the Lord be with you today and always. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.